Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. So good to be here tonight and, and honored. Love Pastor Joseph and Pastor Rochelle, just what God's doing in their lives all your campus youth pastors, what they're doing. And just really feel that you are more than you know how blessed you are to have something like this where you get to experience in just 48 hours what they've been planning the last six months. And, um, and so even before we get started, because the Holy Spirit's going to move after, but I want to take this time to honor I want to take this time to celebrate every volunteer, every dream teamer that made that happen. Can we do that real quick? Come on. Come on. Can we give them a big God bless you? Thank you so much. Awesome. Won't you stand with me if you can? If you have your notes, iPad, you can probably take as many notes as you can, but lean in tonight with what God has. Luke chapter 11, beginning in verse 24, says, when an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest. But when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that its former home is all swept and in order then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself and they all enter the person and live there so that the person is worse off than before I want to speak to you tonight a message I've entitled being filled and fulfilled let's pray father we thank you for the spirit of revelation and give our minds illumination we would experience transformation. God, I pray you give us a mind to perceive and a heart to receive all that you have. And I ask that after this message, our lives will never be the same. In Jesus' name, come on and all God's people say, amen, amen. You may be seated tonight in the presence of the Lord. I grew up in church, even though I had my rebellious years and fell away from God and got into drugs and alcohol and partying and all those things that were absolutely detriment to my life. The reality is, is that I was looking for something to fill me up. As you grow up and you begin to mature and you begin to go through life, you are going to make decisions oftentimes based on your emptiness. You are going to feel unfulfilled. And so you're going to try to find it in a lot of things. You'll find it in relationships until you get hurt and you realize that can't fulfill you. You'll find it and try to find it in partying, drugs, 
sexual immorality until you realize it doesn't fulfill you. You see, when God created man, he created man distinctively different from anything else he ever created. Everything God created, he created it as a substance, meaning that it can only be what it was created to be. The fact that God created a dog. It can be a dog and it can only be a dog. When God created a tree, he created a tree and all it could ever be is just a tree. When God created the sun, the moon, God created animals, they were created as substances, which means that that's all they can be. The only thing that God didn't create that way was you. He didn't create you as a substance. He created you as a reflection. And the reality is, is that because you are not created as a substance and being created only as a reflection, every single one of us is created empty. And life's journey will always bring you to the place in what are you going to fill this up with? You see, Ephesians chapter 5 says this. It says, watch this. It says, and don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. And watch what it says. It says, instead, be filled continually with the Holy Spirit, and your hearts will overflow with the joyful song to the Lord. Keep speaking to each other with words of Scripture, singing psalms and praises and spontaneous songs given by the Spirit. It's interesting that... The writer says in Luke, he's saying that when a spirit enters into your life or a substance enters into your life, once it is gone, it will find and try to find rest only to strengthen itself even more to come back and take residence in your life. Now, I'm going to put it in layman terms. When you start messing with the spirit of alcohol, it will start with one drink. But it never ends at one drink. Why? Because the purpose of spirits is to go gather as many as they can so that they come back stronger than they were when they first came to your life. Let's talk about drugs. Nobody sits there and says, man, I'm going to have drugs and I'm just going to smoke a joint. That's all I'm ever going to do. No, because that spirit eventually will go and try to find other spirits that are greater than themselves only to come back into your life and become more stronger than what they were when they first came to your life. You see, this is what happened yesterday. Yesterday, you, you were being influenced by by anger and, and, and pride, and you were being influenced, watch this, by, by pornography and all these different spirits in lack of identity, lack of, lack of who you are, alcohol, all these things, sexual immorality, all these things is what your life was filled with. And last night, you came to the altars 
And what God did was that he removed all these influences out of your life. Now that doesn't mean that just because they're absent from your life, they're not going to try to come back. Because at the end of the day, Luke reminds us that they are resting right now. And they have no home. They used to have one and it was you. But now what they're doing is they're going to go and try to gather more. They're going to try to gather being mad at God. They're going to go gather be lustful. They're going to go gather loneliness. They're going to go gather hatred. They're going to go gather, come on, addictions. They're going to go gather drugs. They may have left you like this, but now they're going to go out and try to get all of these to come back to your life once again, because if they're not in you or around you, they're no good. So why do you think Jesus always comes first because his responsibility was to save you and set you free. And so when you invited Jesus last night and you said, Jesus, invade my life, Jesus, take all these things out. Jesus showed up last night and he delivered all of you guys from some of these things that were in your life. And what the enemy was trying to do was that he was trying to stake his claim to claim your life when your life belongs to God. But let me tell you how good God is. God just doesn't come like he did last night and take all of this or some of these things out of your life just to leave you empty once again. So who comes after Jesus? The Bible says that one day Jesus stood up to his disciples and he says, I'm leaving you guys, but I'm going to send another and his name is the Holy Spirit. Why do you think, why do you think Jesus sent the Holy Spirit? He didn't send the Holy Spirit so you get goosebumps on you. He didn't send the Holy Spirit so you fall out, act crazy. He didn't send the Holy Spirit so you do all these crazy things. He sent the Spirit so that you can be Filled with the Spirit. Now, watch this. Now, when you are now filled with the Spirit, these things have no more room to enter into your life because you are, come on, somebody, you are filled with the Spirit. You say, Pastor Obed, well, how, how, what, 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 what do you mean? When I'm filled with the Spirit, I will never again allow the Spirit's to come back to me because these cannot enter into you when the spirit is already inside of you. So this is why we all need to be filled with the spirit. That's why Galatians chapter five says this. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm and then, and watch what he says. Do not let yourselves be burdened again back to the yoke of slavery. In other words, don't allow your life to get empty. Just don't think that what happened last night, everything's good, and now I can go on and be with all my friends because I'm strong. No, you're not strong, my friends. You got to be filled with the Spirit. 
And so this is what he's saying. Don't go back to that because when you do, Luke reminds you, they're going to come back stronger and it's going to be more harder to get rid of them the next time. But I love what John says. John says, let me tell you what the Father's going to do. Let me tell you what Jesus is going to do. He says, I'm going to ask the Father that he will send you another, the advocate, to help you and be with you forever. But the advocate, watch this, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and he will remind you of everything he said to you. Well, who's the advocate? He's the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Is he some goosebump feeling? Is he Casper the friendly ghost? Who's the Holy Spirit? Well, he's your comforter. He's your, he's your teacher. He's your intercessor. He's your counselor. So if the Holy Spirit is my comforter, I'm not going to need anybody in my life to comfort me. When I'm lonely at night, I'm being filled with the Spirit. I don't need another person's voice to comfort me. When he is my teacher, I don't need anybody besides him to teach me what's right for my life. When I am filled with the Spirit, if he is my guide, I don't need friends to tell me which direction to go. Why? Because I am filled with the Spirit. Now, when your life goes back to being empty again and the Holy Spirit is just around you because you don't want nothing to do with him, then where's your comforter? He's not in you. So then what do you do? You go look for it in somebody else. Well, then if he's not in you, who's your teacher? Well, guess what you do? You go get advice from the same age of kids that you are that have failed in relationships. You go tell your failing friends in relationships how to have a successful relationship. How dumb is that? Hey, friend, my boyfriend is tripping on me. What do you think I should do? You should let him go. You should drop them like a bad habit. She's 16 years old telling you what to do. You don't want to laugh because she's sitting next to you. But you wouldn't be doing that if you were filled with the Spirit. If he's your guide... then where do you get your direction? You're going to get it from society? You're going to get it from culture? You're going to get it from Snapchat? You're going to get it from Instagram? You're going to get it from TikTok? Is that what sets the direction and trend of your life? Of course you're influenced by all of that. Because why? You're empty. You're not filled with the Spirit. And so this is why the Holy Spirit is just not a, an event. He 
He's not a commodity in which it's just an add-on to our life. No, he's necessary so that these things never come back into your life. Well, then why, why does he... So then, 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 then what does he do? What, what, what's the purpose of, of me being filled with the Spirit? It's easy. John talks about it. He says your life is like a branch. And the purpose of the branch is to bear fruit. How many of you know that this branch, which is your life, that bears fruit doesn't bear it for itself. Because when was the last time an apple tree only grows apples so that the apple tree that grows it enjoys the apples? An apple tree never grows apples for the apple tree to enjoy. The apple tree grows apples so that the apple tree can give what he's grown to other people. So then why do you think You need to be filled with the Spirit so that you can be the branch of God, the extension of heaven, and give fruit to the people that are empty. And so the reality is, is that all of you guys have friends right now that hate God, lack of identity, some are doing drugs, and you've been at camp, and God has filled you up, and he's going to fill you tonight, and guess what? You're going to start bearing fruit. And as you begin to start bearing fruit, you're going to start looking a little bit different than the people you used to hang out with. And the reality is, is that the enemy is going to try to convince you that you're not cool, this is not good, this isn't popular, because he doesn't want to tell you that if you continue to live like this, these people are going to get the same thing that Jesus did for you, and they're going to be delivered and set free themselves. So at the end of the day, what do these people need? Of course they need Jesus, but they may not come to church first but they're in contact with you. And guess what happens now? You get to give them some of the fruit that has been growing on your life. Well, you say, Pastor Obed, well, you know, just to, you know, kind of be honest, you know, I, I've been feeling like, like things have been kind of been taken away from me. I lost some friends. I lost a relationship. This guy told me he loved me, but he ended up leaving me. And, you know, friends, all they do is they love you when you have something. And then when you don't have nothing anymore and they've taken everything from you, all they do is gossip about you. So you're just kind of leaving all this. And here's what's crazy is that you look at it as, Subtraction. You look at it as elimination. But, 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 but you're filled. But, but here's the thing. When you begin and God begins to clear out some things out of your life, you're either going to run back to the dirt that messed it all up in the first place 
And all of a sudden, as you begin to go back to your old ways, just because there's been some subtraction out of your life, you're going to stunt the growth of these fruits trying to grow in your life. And you're going to allow all this sin to come back until these these branches are all cut. And all you're going to be left with instead of bearing fruit is a life that looks absolutely no different than this. Are you hearing me? So what do you have to do? then you're going to have to come back to church and you're going to have to get once again delivered from all of these things. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're going to be empty once again. And then you're going to come to camp or you're going to come to conference, whatever it is, and you're going to get filled again. And all of a sudden the pattern begins. This is the pattern I was talking about. And this is when you will spend most of your life trying to rebuild it. But if you were obedient, you wouldn't be rebuilding anymore. You would be building Instead of rebuilding. Are you hearing me? So now watch this. So then now, all of a sudden, you get it now. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, I messed up before. I'm not going to go back and mess up. Oh, yeah, you know, I can't hang out with these friends no more, man. All they want to do is do drugs. They want to party. They want to sex with their friends. They want to do all these things. They're immoral. They gossip. And the difference this time is that you don't see subtraction as bad as you did before. Because John 15 says, when he's speaking of the spirit, he's saying, when God prunes your life, he's not eliminating things out of your life just to make you sad. He's eliminating your life so he can make more room so that you can bear, come on somebody, a lot more fruit in your life than you ever have. You see, some of you are still trying to hang out with people who are still dealing with all this stuff and you're trying to live like this. The reality is, is that it's too soon. You can't give them nothing right now because your branches haven't bared no fruit. So why do you think when Paul the apostle had a conversion with God, the Bible says the next three and a half years he went alone because he didn't have no fruit to give away. Why do you think when Jesus picked his disciples... It took them three and a half years to finally leave and get them to do something. Why? Because they had no fruit to give. Some of you got to make a decision tonight that who's more important, your future or your past? Who's more important, the Holy Spirit as your friend or some of your friends that are still dealing with all this stuff? Let me remind you, You can't be their savior. Don't sit there and be like, well, Pastor Obed, I really like him, man. I know we're doing some things wrong. You can't save him. And he will hurt you 
before you even get the opportunity to try to heal him. You see, the thing is, is that your life was created to bear fruit. This is what the Holy Spirit does. He bears fruit in your life. People start seeing you're different. People start seeing, man, there's something different about you. Man, I love what's on your life. Man, I, I love, I, I, was, I was at the coffee shop this morning. It, it, was, it, was, it was clear as day. And I was like, man, I'm going to leave the hotel and I'm going to run and get my wife some coffee. As soon as I stepped out the hotel, forgot my phone. It started sprinkling. I'm thinking, ah, it sprinkles. It's California. California, it's like California. It sprinkles. Ain't nothing going to happen. I get into the coffee shop and it's torrential rain. <laughs> I forgot my phone so I can't call my wife to come pick me up, which is just about a block away. And I'm sitting in that coffee shop and I'm just staring while the lady's making my coffee and making my wife. This person comes, taps my back. I turn around, I said, hey. And they go, you're Obed Martinez. I said, yes, sir. They said, do you have a minute? I said, I have as long of time when that rain stops. <laughs> I said, because I don't know how I'm going to get back. I don't want to get wet, go into an air-conditioned room and get sick. And they go, two years ago, I was at a service. And my life absolutely changed. I wasn't dating this person. I was dating someone else. And you started talking about the process of elimination. And I knew the whole time the Holy Spirit was speaking to me saying, you got to get rid of that girl. You got to get rid of that girl. You got to get rid of that girl. Every dream I had was at a reach of a distance. But it just seemed like I could never grab it. And I walked out that service. I got in my car. I picked up the phone. I said, can I meet you for coffee tomorrow morning? He met that girl. He had a talk with her. And he says, listen, I'm not supposed to be with you. And you're not supposed to be with me. We are interfering in each other's lives. God has made someone for you. And God has made someone for me. And the more we're together, the more we're going to forfeit what God has really for our lives. And I was like, wow. And he goes, and this is my wife right here. I said, that's really cool. And he goes, Pastor Obed, the dreams that I had, as soon as I got with her, all of a sudden, they were at my reach. I was grabbing them and not knowing that she had the talent that I needed. She had the desire. She had the gifts that we needed to build our business. And now they're building their business and they're doing all these great things. And here's what's incredible. He said, from the time that you walked on the stage, I never met you, but I knew I needed to listen to you because... There was something on you that's different. He didn't see my skinny jeans. What he saw was the fruit. That's what I want. This is why I need the Holy Spirit. Some of you are like, well, you don't understand, man. You know, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I love my friends. And I, I love hanging out, man. I know they do things wrong, but, but they need me. No, no, no. Listen to me. When you're in this, 
called the world. You'll win and you'll lose. But when your life is going through subtraction in this, you don't win or lose. You win and learn. There's no losing in this. There's no process of elimination in this. The Holy Spirit, he knows your future. Matter of fact, the Bible says this. Watch this. The Bible says this. It says in John 16, it says, but when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. So he is the spirit of truth. He's going to lead you to truth. And then that truth is going to show you what your future is. Well, then the question is, is who is the spirit of truth? The Holy Spirit. Who is he leading you to? He's leading you to truth. Who is truth? His name is Jesus. Because one day Jesus stood up and he says, I am the way. I am the what? Come on, I am the what? He didn't say I am the facts. He didn't sit there and say, I am the way, I am the facts. Because facts change. Truth doesn't. Matter of fact, what is truth? I'm going to give you a definition of what truth is. Truth is not subjective. It is not consensual, contrary, or construct. It is not invalid, outdated, irrelevant concept. Truth is the self-expression of God. Truth is thus far theological. It is the reality that God has created and defined everything and he's over it in which he rules. Truth, therefore, is a moral issue for every human being. You say, now, Pastor Obed, you're getting deeper. No, I'm going to bring it to your terms. Here's the war that you're fighting. You're not fighting gender neutrality. You're not fighting that. You're not fighting Sex before marriage, you're not fighting that. You know what you are fighting? Truth. What is truth? It is the self-expression of God. God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, Pastor Obed, it's culture. Everyone's having sex before marriage. Well, that's not what the Bible says. Well, the Bible is irrelevant. How could the Bible be irrelevant when it was never relevant itself? Because it's absolute truth. Well, Obed, we're living in different times. You know, at the end of the day, if I'm a woman and I feel like, man, I just want to be a guy, then that's okay. No, that's not okay. It may be okay to you and it may be okay to culture. But that's not truth. Because the Bible says God created male and female. He didn't give you a choice. Well, you say, well, that's, that's, that's not sensitive. No, 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 I'm compassionate. You got to remember, I didn't write the Bible. I didn't authorize it. I didn't breathe on it. I don't have its authority. And so if I didn't write it, if I didn't breathe on it, and I have no authority over it, then I can't change it. And so at the end of the day, this 
culture war that you're in is a culture war of truth. They're trying to take something that is the absolute and trying to fit it and twist it into what's culturally relevant. Truth isn't relevant. Truth is the God expression of who he is. So the Holy Spirit, when you are battling these lies, he leads you to what? Come on, he leads you to what? Come on, he leads you to what? So you can't go to God and say, well, God, you don't understand, man. I mean, I love her. I know we've been sleeping together, but I love her. No, no, no. What you're trying to do is twist the what? Trying to twist the truth. And so what happens is, is guess what? He allows then now your life to be empty, get all this stuff back into you because he knows there's going to be a day when that's going to fail you. And why is it going to fail you? Because it is not the truth. Truth goes beyond time. Truth goes beyond measure. Truth beyond, goes beyond culture. Truth goes beyond what's relevant at that time and what's relevant in another time. Truth is the absolute expression of God. So it's going to run out. You're going to run out of relationships. Because they all started in truth and they ended up in a what? A lie. You're going to run out of being happy when you party. Why? Because it all sounded and looked good and people gave you the truth. But guess what? It ended up in a what? In a lie. This is why you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. Because he leads you to truth. Truth is not a fact because it doesn't change. Truth is a person. And his name is Jesus. And all of a sudden when he leads you to Jesus, it's the truth of God that sets you free. The Bible says truth sets you what? It sets you what? What does it set you free from? The lies that the enemy's been trying to twist so that you stay bound and no longer bear fruit. So let me close with this. He guides you. And then he brings you to the truth. And then he shows you what to come. Most of you would want to know, God, what am I supposed to become? Hear me tonight. Every one of you has a call of God on their life. When you don't understand your calling, you will chase opportunity. What I teach my kids is what's the end look like for you? Well, daddy, my, I want to go to college. My son, I want to own a business. Okay, so where you're at, and God has showed you what the end looks like, means that everything in between has to get you there. 
Pastor Obed, I feel like I'm called to ministry. He showed you that? He showed me that. Then that means everything in between has to get you there. Well, Pastor Obed, I feel like I'm called to be a teacher or to be a doctor or to be a nurse or to be an NFL player. He showed you that? He showed me that. Then everything in between has to get you there. Well, then how do I know that when I'm on this journey to what God has showed me, how do I know that what I'm experiencing here is wrong? It's simple. If it can't get you there, it's wrong. Well, Pastor Obed, I, I know I'm in this relationship. I, I know I've been messing around with some things. I see what you're saying. Does this person match what your dream was? If they don't, there's an easy answer. I got to let it go. Because my future is more important than my feelings. The Holy Spirit, he comes upon you. And when you begin to speak in the Spirit, it doesn't come from the head down throughout the mouth. You begin to speak in the spirit. It comes from your spirit up out of your mouth. Tonight, if you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, he'll give it to you. But it doesn't come from the head down to the mouth and out. You have to tap into your spirit and it has to come up and out your mouth. You can't try to speak it from here because it is something your mind can't comprehend. But you can speak it out of here and it comes up and out your mouth. Here's what he wants to do to you tonight. The Holy Spirit wants to fill you. He just doesn't want to fill you. He wants to make sure that you leave this place filled so that when the temptation of drugs comes your way, you won't even think twice because nothing's missing because you've been filled. When that person that you like is like, hey, come on, it's okay. You know, we can, you know, we can, we can mess around a little bit. It's all right. You know, every, every, everyone's doing that. And, 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 you know, they start, they want to, you know, hey, send me a, a picture. What are you wearing tonight? You know, you, you're going to be like, dude, shut up. 
Don't do that. I'm not one of those. I'm the most precious thing you could ever have. You're lucky to have me. And then they're, oh, but come on. No, no, I don't need it. What do you mean you don't need it? Because I'm already filled. Oh, well, when your friends are like, oh, come on, we're just going to go to each other's house and we're just going to chill. The parents are going to be gone and they start going around. Come on, we're going to put some alcohol in our soda. And you're going to be like, no, I don't need that. And they're like, oh, come on. And you're like, no, no, serious, I don't. Why? Because I'm already filled. I don't need it. You know, and then, and then, and then, and then all of a sudden, your friends are, things are happening that's good in their life. You start looking at yourself and the devil starts throwing at you. You're not pretty. You're not skinny. You don't have all the curves. You're not this and you're not that. And these thoughts of coming into your life are like, then who am I? You're not going to feed those thoughts. You want to know why? Because you're already filled. So you're not going to have a lack of identity. You're not going to have insecurity. You're not going to have inferiority complexities. You're not going to have fear. You're not going to have anxiety. You're not going to have stress. Why? Because let's all shout it. I am what? Filled. Say that. I am what? Come on. I am what? And so at the end of the day, if I'm filled, then nothing in hell can stop what God has purposed for your life. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. This is why this generation needs the Holy Spirit. And now all of a sudden, when the Holy Spirit is working inside of you and he's building you up and you're coming to Wednesday nights and you're getting filled with the Spirit and then you're walking on campus and people start seeing that you're different because you're filled with the Spirit. Everyone's looking like this, but come on somebody, you look like this. And at the end of the day, here's what's going to happen. In just a few more months, God's going to be bearing some fruit in your life and you're going to get some friends and your friends are going to come to you and they say they're going to say man I'm jacked up man I'm going through all this stuff you're like here take some of my take some of my fruit eat of that and I promise you your life will never be the same and guess what you still have some fruit and then some other friends are going to come to you and they're going to say man I've been doubting my life I have no identity you're going to be able to look at them come on you're going to be able to pour inside their life and you're going to be able to say if God is for you then who could be against you take some fruit come on you can take and eat of that goodness. Friends, at the end of the day, when you are filled, God uses you. So Pastor Obed, why are you so passionate about this? Here's why. The woman I'm praying, the Holy Spirit's going to fill you. Here's why. I know what it's like to be used. The world used me. My friends in the past used me. Relationships in the past used me. So now, at 16 years old, I had the opportunity to give my life to someone who's perfect, who doesn't want to use me. He wants to actually use me. Some of you have been used. Some of you have even been used and abused. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to use you. He wants to use you. And you're going to be a gift to 
thousands of people's lives in Jesus' name. Come on, stand to your feet.